Let go of everyday worries and find your calm with positive prayer from Silent Unity, the newest in voice-activated technology, available on any Alexa-enabled device like the Amazon Echo. Each prayer and meditation on positive prayer will help strengthen, guide, and comfort you. To enable it, just say, Alexa, open positive prayer. You can ask for a specific prayer on topics like healing, prosperity, and comfort. Give it a try today. You're listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to the Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way, offering insights and practices for spiritually conscious living today with Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien from the Center for Spiritual Enlightenment in San Jose, California. To ask questions or join in the discussion, email us at theyogahour@unityonlineradio.org. Now, here's your host, Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien. Namaste. Reverence to the divine within you and welcome to the Yoga Hour. Think of this as being your time to open your heart and your mind to the infinite, wherever you are, to take this time as a time for centering, a time for study, for learning, and for connecting once again to your divine self. Today we'll be looking at some insights and time-tested practices from the ancient system of yoga and we'll look through the lens of Kriya Yoga, this philosophy and practice for spiritually conscious, fulfilled living in our world today. Many are familiar with the word yoga, but often associated with exercise and uh, yoga is so much more. You know, yoga is conscious living, yoga is freedom, yoga is health and wellness and joy. And yoga is self-realization. So today's topic is yoga is for everyone. And I'm so delighted that joining me today is Matra Raj. And she's going to be sharing with us how practices from the yoga tradition can contribute um, very quickly to our vitality and enhance our ability to experience excellence in all aspects of our life. Um, Matra is an occupational therapist, a perinatal educator, and yoga therapist. She has an exquisitely beautiful book that is Yoga for Pregnancy, Birth, and Vibrant Life. Um, and it's a, it's not just talking about, it's a manual of how you really can um, 
engage in practices for yoga that will not only help you, of course, during this time of pregnancy, um, but very practical tips for wellness in um, any time of life. So she has integrated therapeutic yoga in acute clinical re- uh, research and community wellness settings for the past 30 years. She's presented at national and international conferences, published several papers, conducted workshops and seminars for professionals and community wellness programs. She also serves on the board of directors of the International Association of Yoga Therapists. And she has some DVDs and uh, for prenatal and mother-baby yoga. Her website is yogamatra.com, which is Y-O-G-A-M-A-T-R-A dot com. Welcome, Matra. Again, I'm so delighted that you are here. Thank you very much. I'm really, very happy to be with you and to be with the audience. So before we get into our conversation about, you know, how yoga is for everyone, and I know you're going to give us some, just some very practical things that we can practice uh, wherever we are, but let's start with uh, one thing that we can do, which is at the heart of yoga, which is centering and meditating for just a moment. Yoga is oneness. Yoga is union. Yoga Mm -hmm. is unity. So this means the conscious realization of that which we are. We are an expression of the one life, the one power, the one presence. And whenever we turn our attention within and we acknowledge that, we're practicing yoga. It's a yoga moment. So simply use your breath now to draw your attention within. To let there be a pause in your day or your evening. Just a pause of recognition that right where you are, God is, Spirit is, whatever you call that that omnipresent reality, it is right where we are. And so we breathe into it in recognition that we are divinely supported in this very moment. So feel the breath coming into your nostrils, filling your lungs, your abdomen. Feel the breath moving out once again. And we can affirm and know how beautiful is this life, how beautiful is this day, how beautiful is this blessing of being at one in the one, in the one life, the one power, the one presence. So we are divinely supported. Take that feeling of being supported, connected, at one with the one into your day or evening ahead, knowing, remembering that right where you are, peace is, joy is, beauty is, all expressions of the omnipresence of the divine reality expressing as you Om, 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 
One of the sages in our tradition of Kriya Yoga, Lahiri Mahashaya, who's known as the father of Kriya Yoga, you know, we often look to him because um, he was what is called a grihasta or householder, meaning he, he was married, he had five children, he had uh, responsibilities, uh, you know, a job in in the world and uh, civic responsibilities. He also volunteered in the community. He was, you know, busy as we all are, and yet he he reached the pinnacle of self-realization through his practice of yoga. So, you know, he found the time, and uh, more important than that, he had the intention of um, living a uh, yogic uh, lifestyle. And so we'll be talking about that today. He said, the body is a holy temple. God as soul is the indwelling deity. One who is enlightened knows this. And so, you know, just as we were connecting in our meditation today, realizing that the divinity is around us and within us, um, yoga is really based on that understanding and the practices of yoga, such as asana, the physical postures, mudra, which we're going to um, be looking at in the second uh, segment of the program today. Those are all about helping us consciously connect to the reality of that which we are. So, Matra, you, you have written that yoga is a healthy activity for mind and body available to people of all outlooks, all faiths, and all levels of physical fitness. So, tell us a little bit about your, your experience with working with people with yoga and, you know, how you have this knowing that yoga is for everyone and can be helpful uh, in so many different uh, ways and so many different situations in our life. What makes you say that? Okay, I uh, just worked in very vast population, in the hospital, in um, community center, in the community therapeutic center like American Lung Association, senior center, uh, women's youth program. Mm, so I feel that yoga is really helped to each and everyone. It is not for a elite group, it's for the lay people, it's for the um, women, it's for the children, it's for the people who are very busy, it's people who are totally devoted to yoga and have lots mm-hmm. of time mm-hmm. doing yoga. So it each and every mode of the life, each and every personality, each and every like body type, like whether you are slim or you are obese, you are young, you are old, it is just for everyone. And yet, you know, we're, I know you and I were talking just a moment, you know, before the program began today that, you know, part of our work as um, being immersed in the teachings of yoga and sharing those with others, you know, part of our work is dispelling this myth that yoga is some form of aerobic, you know, exercise that's, you know, that success in yoga is um, the farther you can bend <laughs> or the slimmer you become. And, you know, that is, 
that is so um you know not what yoga is and yet we you know there is this misunderstanding and so um you know, tell us about what really the proper practice of yoga, asana, or posture is about. What is it, what is it for, and why is it for everyone, and why is it not aerobic exercise? So, um, I tell everyone that yoga is a discipline of lifestyle, not merely like five to six yoga class you go. <laughs> Yeah, and and what do you, and so say more about that? What do you mean about yoga as a discipline of lifestyle? So, like yoga is um, all twenty four hours a day, eight days a week, thirty days a month, three sixty five a day, and it is a lot of lifelong practices. Once you uh, start practicing yoga, like whole day, whole lifestyle is changes. Uh, so, like you start your day with yoga, uh, breathing, little bit breathing, a little bit relaxation practices, and you implement these little practices for yoga, breathing, partial awareness, all throughout the day. And when you go back to bed, again you are practicing um, breathing, some calming um, practices so that you can sleep very deeply. So it goes on in all the circle during the day. And there's so many, of course, all these um, simple practices that we can do, you know, meditation, pranayam, um, uh, practicing mantra, you know, during the day when we're engaged in uh, activity as well. And there's so much that we learn from yoga about. Uh, about lifestyle and, you know, how to, um, you know, understand our relationships with others, you know, how to become uh, less reactive and more peaceful in our interactions. So, you know, it's all, it's all there. And I think, you know, when we talk about yoga as a 24-7 discipline, I know one, one yogi, one uh, guru said, you know, there are no holidays in yoga. <laughs> You know, we don't. We, we don't, don't take... want to take holiday. That is a problem because you are, it feels so good after your practice. So it is even more than the going on vacation or the holidays. Mm, that is such a beautiful way to say it. I was going to ask you, you know, because when we talk about yoga as a discipline, you know, everyday discipline, you know, people say, oh, you know, I want to break from that. <laughs> but you're right. You know, we don't want to break from yoga. You know, once you really understand yoga, what it is, and you start practicing it and begin experiencing, um, you know, the benefits in every area of life, then you, you don't want to break. You, you definitely want to see how can I incorporate this more, you know, into, uh, into, my, into my life. Um, and what have you found to be the challenges that people have um, with really getting yoga into their life on a regular basis? Uh, it is just the awareness. You increase the awareness. And you really don't require that much time. Even you have five, ten minutes, you just can uh, be aware and relax. And that is also yoga. If you have time, you just can focus on your breath. 
time to time and that also will calm you down. Mm-hmm. So according whatever you have time and commitment, you just can uh, practice your yoga and you can modify at the different times of the day, different times of the period in your life. Mm-hmm. And so I think yoga is uh, really gives you vast variety of the option uh, during the day and during the life you, you can practice on. Well, and do you, what do you find? I mean, you have been working uh, as an occupational therapist, and I know that you are helping people um, with regard to, you know, various physical challenges um, that they've had, or, you know, as your book is uh, here about going through pregnancy uh, in a healthy way. So how do you find that yoga is helpful to people who are having physical um problems, you know, pain, uh, uh, you know, maybe they've gone through surgery or they have some arthritis or carpal tunnel or, you know, there's any kind of thing that people have. So how do you experience that yoga can help people uh, in ways that we don't necessarily find in um, Western medicine? Okay. First of all, as a rehab and yoga therapist, I have witnessed injuries due to performing yoga asana incorrectly or in the aerobic exercise mode. So I really want to emphasize that yoga is not in calisthenic or aerobic exercises. Mainly yoga is not a workout, but it's a work in. So safety is one of the very important things. And in yoga asana practice, you will find a very specific pattern of initiation, holding, and release of an asana. So you initiate with the relaxations and the breathing, and you hold the asana, which is a very important phase, being one with an asana with deeper focus and breathing that counteract the instability in deeper layers of the body and mind. Mm-hmm. And you can release the asana with a relaxed manner. It's like a gentle unfolding. So when I engage uh, with the therapeutic patient population or the otherwise also yoga philosophy, that um, one can perform the asana only 80% of one's capacity within the safe physiological limit of each individual's muscles and the joints. And the rest of the 20% of unfolding comes from within our cells, like connective tissue, ligament, fascia that covers the muscle and organs. Incorporating yoga breathing, body-mind focus, and incorporation of the gravity. So this is expenditure of very minimum physical and emotional energy and the effort. So it is. it goes much deeper work inside. The practice is optimal and not unlike uh, aerobic, which is a really maximum with lots of effort. So in my class, I use descriptive term or with the patient population, I use the term like lengthening, unfolding, opening up, gliding, effortlessly, and I consciously avoid uh, 
the familiar terms such as stretch, twist, effort, do you can do a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to suggest that this is not an exercise, but this is a lifestyle form. Mm, and that's so and, beautiful. And Patanjali, mm. the guru of yoga, it says that if one does yoga practices in above manner, then one increases the stability, happiness in the body, mind, improves concentration, and removes the opposite, means removes the instability uh, in your uh, mind, body, and at the spiritual level. That is so beautiful. Thank you for that description and also for helping us connect that, you know, the way that we're approaching asana practice um, teaches us, you know, it's a template, you know, for how we approach whatever else we're doing in our lives, right? You know, so learning how, I love this uh, description you give of yoga, not as working out, but as working in. So we learn, you know, not to push um you know, which would be like the ego working from the outside, but how to unfold. Um, you know, I was taking a yoga class the other day, and I've been practicing yoga for decades, and I, I was amazed. You know, I was in uh, just a, just a forward bend, and I, you know, I just was not working in. I, I was thinking about, you know, how far could I go? <laughs> and the and the instructor came, and she was so gentle, and she said, she, you know, she came to me, she just touched my arm. She said, now, this is counterintuitive, but instead of, you know, uh, pushing to get there, just relax and you will go much farther. And so it was such a Mm. lovely reminder, you know, and I just could relax. And then, as you say, the prana from within allowed the unfoldment to happen. Now, when we get back from the break, we're going to talk about mudra, um, which is a different practice from asana and one that you can really do uh, anywhere at any time and you'll find it very helpful for shifting your uh, consciousness for overcoming uh, physical conditions that are due to being out of balance. You're listening to the Yoga Hour with our special guest Matra Raj, occupational therapist, perinatal educator, yoga therapist, and author of the book Yoga for Pregnancy, Birth, and Vibrant Life. Her website is yogamatra.com, and we'll be right back with you with mudras. Unity Online Radio brings you inspiring programs on a variety of spiritual topics. Giving to the network is now easier than ever. Simply text Unity Radio to 72727 from your smartphone. You can make a one-time or recurring donation. Your gifts help us offer enriching spiritual programs that reach listeners around the world. Text Unity Radio to 72727. Thank you for your support. all on the journey together, making sense of this life, finding our spirituality, growing and evolving. As we travel through this world, Unity Magazine is your resource for gaining a deeper understanding of life. Unity Magazine is on the forefront of spiritual discovery, with articles and features from leading authors, teachers, and philosophers. Stimulate your thinking and strengthen your spirituality with Unity Magazine. Sample a free trial issue or subscribe today at unitymagazine.org. 
At Metaphysical Rock 2, we demystify metaphysics to help you live life at a deeper level. One of our key principles is the recognition that you always have the power to choose how you respond to any situation. Instead of asking, why did this happen to me? A better practice, which aligns with the metaphysical principles we share, is to ask yourself the question, how can I use this for good? We promise you'll experience a transformation in thinking that will reap huge dividends as you master the art of living metaphysically. For new perspective and spiritual insight, listen to Metaphysical Romp 2 with co-hosts Rev. Paul Hasselbeck, Rev. Bill Holton, and Rev. Cher Holton. Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Central Time, here on Unity Online Radio. Listening to the Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way, with Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien. We now return to the Yoga Hour. Welcome back to the Yoga Hour. I'm Yogacharya O'Brien, and I'm joined today by Matra Raj, who's an occupational therapist, and she's a member of the board of directors of the International Association of Yoga Therapists. And um, while I have a moment, I want to let you know that... Um, that they, the International Association of Yoga Therapists is having their annual conference coming up now June 4 through 7, 2015. And I'm going to be there and will be one of their speakers. It will be a wonderful event and it's open to everyone. So you can go to iayt.org, iayt.org. And it's going to be in beautiful Newport Beach, California. And that's, uh, June 4 through 7, uh, 2015. So uh, if you're listening in real time and not on the archives, <laughs> then that's coming right up in just a few weeks. And of course, Matra will um, be there as well as uh, many other um, people who are helping to uh, create a deeper understanding uh, of yoga as a practice for healthy living uh, in all ways. And we began the first segment talking about, you know, how yoga was uh, more than, <laughs> uh, more than and different than aerobic exercise and Matri you gave a beautiful um, explanation of uh, asana as working in ver- you know versus working out as we think of you know pushing 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 um, and you talked about three stages in the practice of um, asana and I want to just ask you to briefly repeat those and then we we want to talk about mudra but let's start with those three stages. Okay, so there uh, yoga starts with the relaxation yoga session and we end with the relaxation. Okay, that is the first very important thing. Second thing is uh, when you practice asanas, breathing, meditation, you just go through three stages. One is the initiation, then the holding, maintenance. Uh, and at the end, you release. And so there are definite pattern and definite way of doing that. When you initiate, you fo- you center yourself, you commit yourself, uh, and um, then you do initiation in very safe way. Okay, you begin in very safe way. 
because it that way it really connect to yourself it channelize all the effort to go through the asana uh, very faithfully with body and mind mhm mhm and it's just so when a- you are holding the face 90% of the balancing occurring so that face i know people say oh it's boring to hold but you have to work extremely hard extremely deep to work to all the iron out all the imbalances in your body and mind so that is a very very important phase of just holding and when you release you don't release suddenly there is a unfolding it comes from within and then you feel really very deep and very profound experience in your body and mind Mm, you know just as you describe it mantra i can feel in my body you know how you are describing this approach and of course there's so many uh you know in the west and uh particularly in california we have so many now you know people offering different um ways to practice yoga and uh some of them do not have this traditional approach you know some of them are closer to aerobics where you're moving all the time and uh there is no um time for that hold um which is at the heart of asana practice because you know asana is for the purpose of meditation and harmonizing the body yeah. so the mind is clear asana will really prepare you for the heart meditation practices Mhm and and that's so really a very important know. part that you do right away but i'm very helpful hopeful uh, that uh, in now in the research we uh, we really have lots of good information that how doing aerobic way it causes you injury mm-hmm. and in the practice also in my practice i say that there are lots of people doing wrong way of the yoga so more yoga senior teachers researchers practitioners they are coming forward and you see lots and lots of articles they say that oh i uh, my teacher pushed me i pushed my student and now i have cervical spondylitis i have very bad back so many yoga teachers i have seen with uh, very means they just abuse their body and ba- mm-hmm. body you say it is just like a temple you know mm-hmm. in the beginning and you really need to take care of that and this uh, so and, i'm very hopeful mm-hmm. that yeah. now in the next decade whole thing will change and there will be safety in uh, yoga practices they'll enjoy more and they commit to their yoga practice to do the right way not the aerobic way during the yoga practice your asana practice or breathing meditations if you feel pain during and even the after that means your practice is going towards the aerobic mode and it goes don't mm-hmm. go to the yeah, much pain is a pain is a good indicator where you release the <laughs> deeper tension and the conflict Well, and thank you for reiterating those three stages of initiation. Uh, you know, first that it is also rounded with relaxation in the beginning, relaxation at the end. You know, that says a lot about the mindset, you know, that we bring to practice. And then initiation hold is, you know, again I want to emphasize that 
um, the hold is, you know, stilling the body, stilling the mind and letting this deep, deep stillness, um, allow, um, the, the benefits of yoga to be experienced on all levels of our being and then release. Now, we want to turn our attention, uh, conversation to mudra, uh, which is another practice different from asana. I mean, it could be used in combination with, uh, asana, with meditation. Um, and you have covered uh, mudra in your book. Tell us uh, what mudra is um, and why it is used. Okay, mudra is a very important practice in yoga. While you practice yoga, you also practice a lot of mudras. So mudras are very powerful psychophysiological practices that direct and redirect the hormonal flow from the subtle energy to evoke the higher awareness, and it renders the feeling of the happiness and well-being. So if we see the classification of mudra, it is a traditional mudra, meditative mudra, hand mudras, and when we use any of the mudras in the therapeutic way to help some ailment, disorder, then it becomes a therapeutic mudra. Mm. And so, um, could you give us, um, I know, let's talk about hand mudras because our, our listeners. Yeah. Could, so right could now we are focusing on the us. hand yeah. mudras because, um, uh, like, yeah, uh, just the audience will be very happy and delighted to see that that simple hand mudra, it helps you so much and you don't really need to, um, go study and be very advanced uh, yoga student uh, to practice the mudra. Okay, so and hand mudra. I was just going to say, Mantra, when we look at, you know, um, I mean, yoga, of course, also has a vast um, awareness of cosmology and there is, the body is considered, you know, the microcosm, that all of the elements of the universe, the cosmic uh, creation are in the body. Um, and so when we practice hand mudra, we do that with the awareness that the elements in nature are um, represented uh, with the thumb and the fingers. So tell us about that, how, you know, we have this map of creation right in our own hands. Yeah. See, I always say hand in your health. Okay? Mm. And so your health is really in your hand. Uh, So we have five digits. So like mudra, it's nothing but the configuration uh, of thumb and the finger, each finger in the different ways, and it, it represents a different thing. So like thumb represents the fire or the sun element, index finger represents the air or the wind element, middle finger ether, sky or the space within us and around us. Ring finger represent earth and little finger represent the water. So these five elements are in the universe. And so whatever is in the universe, it is in our body. This five element, which is the balancing element, is in our body 
present and represented by digits of a hand and it's so, that's so convenient isn't it and you know you're convenient <laughs> and you can practice time anywhere any place in any circumstances and you can and, and you can also as you study yoga you study the cosmology you you study these element influences on the body and mind um and then you can practice there are particular mudras that that are uh, help us bring balance to certain elements and um one mudra that many people are familiar with but perhaps don't understand you know the the, the cosmology behind it is the dhyan mudra or sometimes it's called chin mudra or gyan mudra um which is often used as a meditation um pose you know when people are meditating so tell us what what that looks like and how to practice it and perhaps those who are listening if they're not driving their car they can practice this mudra with us right yeah, now yeah let's practice one mudra and which is really very simple mudra so like our hand are very important part of our body um so you really need to prepare your hand when you are doing the mudra okay you also need to relax your hand when you practice yoga asana and all you really need to relax same way you have to relax your hand you have to really uh, feel um relaxation and feel the increase of the blood flow you just uh, guide your breath in your hand tips of the fingers and thumb and uh, so when you practice mudra there is a energy flow it flows from your thumb to index finger okay so in dhyan mudra we use the index finger and thumb thumb is a fire element which is common and uh, uh air is represented by the index finger so let's relax so when you practice mudra you relax the entire body your neck your shoulder girdle uh your upper arm and your entire trunk area and your pelvis and lower back so exhale longer and deeper through your entire body and through your hands and nice inhalation and very gently you bring your thumb towards the index finger it is like a feather like touch very soft touch because it is the energy flow and you just concentrate make sure your neck and shoulder doesn't get tighten up go as deep as you can now we are joining the index finger with the thumb the tip very gentle mm-hmm. with the feather touches you've said but then the middle finger the ring finger the little finger are um just at ease and open at and so, ease relaxed and so the hand uh is facing upward you can gently place it uh on your thigh and of course we're using both hands when we do this um and there is a um, as you bring your uh 
index finger and your thumb together, it makes a little circle. And uh, there's a, a sense of the energy uh, recirculating uh, in the system when we do this. And there is a small, tiny blood vessels and the nerve cells open up. So it is direct energy flow going and just balancing everything. Mm. And so if you're, if you're trying this with us, I, I hope you can feel just the calming effect of this intentional um, holding now of your index finger and your thumb together, making a circle, um, palms facing up, and the um, middle finger, ring finger, little finger just straight and open. And uh, as Matra was saying, in the same way um, that she has instructed us with asana, we begin a mudra practice with relaxation, uh, with initiation, and then uh, holding so so gently, and then releasing and allowing the benefits of that mudra then uh, to be felt in the body and mind and go with us into our day. Now we're going to take a break, and when we get back, we're going to talk more about these kinds of practices of yoga that can be beneficial for anyone at any time. I'm Yogacharya O'Brien, and you're listening to the Yoga Hour with guest Mataraj. Uh, her website is yogamatra.com, and we'll be right back with you. We are all on the journey together, making sense of this life finding our spirituality, growing and evolving. As we travel through this world, Unity Magazine is your resource for gaining a deeper understanding of life. Unity Magazine is on the forefront of spiritual discovery with articles and features from leading authors, teachers, and philosophers. Stimulate your thinking and strengthen your spirituality with Unity Magazine. Sample a free trial issue or subscribe today at unitymagazine.org. Many people believe that happiness is an addition problem. If we can add what we want to our life, then we will be happy. In reality, happiness is a subtraction problem. It is learning to subtract all that has kept us from being happy. What thought, fear, or belief is keeping you from being happy? Let it go from your mind and watch how much happier you become. Let go of the past. Release regret and resentment, and you'll be free to move forward and create the life you deserve. This moment of inspiration was brought to you by Reverends Richard Mirage and Richard Rogers, hosts of Spiritual R&R. For more spiritual insight, join them every Monday at 5 p.m. Central Time on Unity Online Radio. Listening to the Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way, with Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien. If you have a question, please submit it via email at the Yoga Hour at UnityOnlineRadio.org and we will respond. 
Now, back to the Yoga Hour. Welcome back to the Yoga Hour. I'm Yogacharya O'Brien, and today we're talking with Amataraj. She's from the International Association of Yoga Therapists on their board of directors, and will be at their upcoming uh, conference in Newport Beach, uh, which is going to be uh, June 4 through 7, 2015. And um, this is a conference that is open to everyone if you really want to learn about the therapeutic uh, and spiritual benefits of yoga, not just as a practice, but really as a way of living. In this last segment, we were talking about mudra. And, um, you know, often mudra is, is translated as a sign or a seal. Um, it's meaning the, the way to, um, seal, um, <clears throat> consciousness and energy. Um, it gives a sense of, uh, centering well-being and happiness. And, and Matra, in your book, you, you also look at the components of the word, uh, mudra as meaning mud to rejoice and to be happy and ra to give. So it gives us, Happiness. Um, tell us, we were we were just practicing the Dhyan Mudra, bringing our uh, thumb and um, pointer finger together in a circle, letting the other three fingers be open and relaxed. So, tell us a little bit more about practicing that day to day. What is the effect of doing that? Uh, this is a very important mudra, even. Uh, advanced student in yoga and the lay people both are practicing and gets a lot of benefits. Now it really reduces the rushing of your thoughts, you know, and it really helps you, uh, your mind calm, it uh, reduces uncertainty, uh, any anxiety. Again, in insomnia, if you have problem with the sleep, at night before you go to bed, you practice also simple mudra. If you are very restless and if you feel really tired and low energy, again, you practice this mudra. So this mudra is very simple but very, very effective. Mm. And so I really recommend that you practice anytime, anywhere, any place, and immediately you feel the effect of it. And there's a symbol um, from this mudra, you know, it's a sign uh, in indication <clears throat> of bringing uh, the individual self uh, to consciously abide in the universal divine self. So that bringing together uh, of the pointer finger, you know, which can indicate uh, the individual self uh, with the, the thumb uh, indicating Indicating, uh, you know, the divine self, they come together, one circle, one reality, and, and of course that's at the heart of, you know, why it is, um, most renewing, refreshing, and relaxing, because, you know, we're practicing yoga, you know, we're coming back to abide in our essential nature. Um, and we have, uh, you know, just, a, just a few minutes left, uh, in our program today, but I wonder, you know, if we might have time for us, uh, uh, for you to teach us one more one more mudra that those who are listening could just practice with you we would have to move through it quickly but but please do i think this is so beneficial okay we can uh, practice prithvi mudra that is a mudra of the earth and that strengthens the immune system so in general 
Prithvi Mudra strengthens the body and increases the stability of the mind, strengthens the general constitutions and immune systems, and it promotes energy. So when I reapply mudra, uh, when I teach someone, I first analyze the mudra, okay? So let's everyone get ready. Again, the relaxations of the entire body when you use mudra. If you guide your breath in your fingers, Use both the hands. And here we are bringing our fire or sun element to the earth element that is a third ring finger. Okay, so very gently and rest of the finger is relaxed. So very gently you rest your hand in your lap. And we and if we analyze the what is the core quality of this mudra is personification, and uh, it is, it helps in the skeletal and eliminatory system. What those are, what problem it tackles is a vata called the air in our body, and it nourishes the apanavayu that is a cleansing factor in our body, and you always. Focus on your breathing area is the pelvic floor area, and it really helps in the nerve center or first chakra called the muladhar chakra. That is the foundations of the body, mind, and spirit and our being. It reduces the stress and the blood pressure, and it instills a sense of the security and very calming effect. So uh, it really generates a lot of energy and immunity and the stability. So let's practice just for a couple of seconds or a minute. Mm-hmm. I'm finding, you know, as I'm practicing with you, um, that I can feel um, this change in, in energy. So once again, it's just bringing the tip of the ring finger um, to the tip of the thumb, hands facing upward and relaxed, hands facing the sky and just bringing again, making a little circle with the ring finger, tip of the ring finger tip of the thumb with a feather light touch and just feel that you know, feel how uh, your energy is flowing uh, in the hands and how this um, can just in, in a moment create a change in your uh, energy field. Mantra, thank you so much for giving yeah. us this exercise. So, and, so you know, again, you know, what are the importance nowadays in this 20th century to use mudras? We are using computer a lot, and I see even the children and the adult with lots of neck problem, shoulder tightness, back problem. So these mudras, you know, when we practice mudra, we keep everything relaxed. So uh, when uh, I have this carpal tunnel people or computer people, when they have lots of pain in the shoulder, back of the shoulder and neck, uh, because they're jutting out their 
neck and constantly keeping the shoulders so tight when they are uh, typing or using the computer so i tell them that you breathe and keep the trunk muscles keep the shoulder keep the neck and back relax and that really working out so well and they just get rid of the pain fatigue and most importantly they increase awareness while they work in the front of the computer Mm. And this awareness is the, is the key. You know, I think you've that done just key, a, yes. such a beautiful job of, you know, helping us understand the difference between aerobics and yoga. And, uh, as we, uh, come to conclude, do you, do you want to say a last word about that? Uh, we have just. Yeah, about- I want to say one thing, uh, like about again, um, aerobic and yoga, how practices differ. Like I go to gym. I'm on the board of YMCA, uh, so I go and do uh, my exercises over there. Uh, so when I go there, what I see, I see that a person is doing exercise uh, on the bike. They have um, like uh, music in the ears, mm-hmm. they have TV screen on. Uh, then they have book or the magazine they're flicking, flipping constantly and they have some juice or coke or something to drink. So they do five things together and I wonder where they're exercising and releasing and relaxation of the mind and the nervous system, where it happens. So in yoga, you can do only one thing at a time. And what we call, it's a monophasic, one-pointed awareness and total engrossment what you do, the things big or the small, okay? Mm. And aerobic is polyphasic. You can do so many things. You are all over the place. Uh, So there is a very important difference in yoga. So when you do five things at a time, you are really not going... Uh, in the deeper uh, relaxations level. Mm-hmm. So this, uh, and I also tell my um, uh, board that, you know, two machines, we have to say it's a body and mind machine, so they can do only exercise, but don't use all other stuff. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, I see the same thing. I live by the ocean and I see people, you know, walking or running by the ocean and, you know, probably listening to music or lecture. And, you know, I always think, oh, that's so interesting because the ocean is right there, you know, and it has such a therapeutic, yeah. it has such a therapeutic effect. And, you know, certainly the discipline of yoga, as we were talking about in the beginning of the program, is this, it's a lifestyle and it's really learning to be present, uh, learning to be aware learning to be uh, fully in the moment and and not disconnecting you know from the body and the mind um, because we want to enter that body mind temple because that is where divinity dwells you know and our divine self can then have expression matra thank you so much for being uh, with me on yoga hour today and i look forward to being with you at the international association of yoga therapy conference coming up uh, june 4 through 7 um and remind our listeners that they can learn more about your work uh, at yogamatra, M-A-T-R-A dot com. And uh, next week, we're going to continue this wonderful um, exploration of how yoga 
contributes to our health and overall well-being. And we're going to look at the heart of yoga in the sense of how yoga can help us with our cardiac health. And the, our, my guest will be Dr. Dilip Sarkar, um, who's a retired vascular surgeon and fellow of the American Association of Integrative Medicine, as well as an Ayurvedic practitioner and yoga teacher. For more information about CSE, visit CSE center.org and we invite you to visit the center in San Jose anytime you're in the area. Remember to subscribe to Yoga Hour at iTunes. Um, get it as a podcast there. I look forward to being with you again. Until then, remember um, that yoga is every day. Yoga is remembering the divine being that you are and letting your inner light shine into the world. Share your peace and your joy with everyone that you meet. Thank you again, Mantra. It's a joy being with you. And thank you, Jeff, in the sound room for making this program possible. Thank Thank you for tuning in to the Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way, with Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien. Join us every Thursday morning at 10 a.m. Central, 8 a.m. Pacific, for practical, purposeful methods for spiritually conscious living every day. The Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. This program is brought to you in part by friends and members of the Center for Spiritual Enlightenment in San Jose, California, a ministry in the tradition of Kriya Yoga, the ancient science of self and God realization, www.csecenter.org. Request free literature by writing info at csecenter.org. Does the idea of being a vegetarian or a vegan intrigue you? Is it something you've pondered? Listen each week as Victoria Moran, author of Main Street Vegan, shows you how to make the shift to a sustainable lifestyle for both you and the planet. Each week you'll learn about the latest on the vegan life. It's not just for celebrities and moguls, but for people just like you who want to look and feel amazing, eat extraordinary food, help animals, and create a physical body perfectly attuned to spiritual growth. Guests will range from unity ministers to vegan authors, activists, physicians, chefs, and even some of those glittery celebs. There'll be recipes, ideas, tips for going vegan at your own pace, and ways to make a difference for animals and the planet at every meal. Tune in Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Central Time for Main Street Vegan, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Inspiration only takes a moment. Reverend Dr. Thomas Shepard shares this from his book, Good Questions. We are here to learn, grow, experience, savor, exalt, cherish, create, and to use our connection with that mind to make safe decisions. We are here to share, to be fruitful, and to multiply the good over and over again. Centering on the divine within, we become still 
and realize that whatever happens, we are still one with God. This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity. Let go of everyday worries and find your calm with positive prayer from Silent Unity, the newest in voice-activated technology, available on any Alexa-enabled device like the Amazon Echo. Each prayer and meditation on positive prayer will help strengthen, guide, and comfort you. To enable it, just say, Alexa, open positive prayer. You can ask for a specific prayer on topics like healing, prosperity, and comfort. Give it a try today. 